Welcome to AHIC Talks, the podcast for the Arabian and African Hospitality Investment Conference, which is the annual gathering of the hospitality and investment community in the Middle East and African region. Every week, our team at AHIC shares a conversation that we've had with industry leaders and innovators in the hospitality and investment community. We really believe you will find this insightful. So let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to the AHIC podcast. I'm Jennifer Pettinger Haynes, Managing Director of Bench Middle East and co founder of the Global Restaurant Investment Forum. This week, I've handed the reins of the podcast over to Mohammed Ali Saeed, founder and CEO of Mangora Consult. Ali is a man on a mission, a mission that I fully support, and that is to get timely and accurate data to the region's restaurant industry. He has teamed up with Prince Awalid bin Nasser, president and founder of Koot, the Saudi Restaurant Association, to produce the first joint Mangora Koot Insight Report, and which focuses on Saudi CEOs' COVID-19 sentiments. Now, this is focused obviously on uh, restaurant CEOs, and Ali and um, Prince Walid are going to discuss the findings. So sit back, enjoy, and um, I hope that you will also join us at AHIC in September, where Ali, both Ali and um, Prince Walid will be taking part in a presentation and panel session. So enjoy, and I'll see you in September. COVID-19 has hit restaurant businesses in Saudi Arabia hard, as it has done all around the world significantly weakening companies' financial positions. Yet their leaders remain committed to continue to invest in the Saudi market, but they can only do so with a little bit of help from the government. These are the findings of a sentiment survey of 57 CEOs and COOs of large, medium, and small-sized businesses representing over 2,000 restaurants in Saudi Arabia. It was jointly conducted by Kut, Mingora, and Mukatafa at the first anniversary, if you'd like to call it that, of COVID-19 pandemic. Hi, my name is Ali. I'm the founder and CEO of Mingora Consult, Middle East's restaurant performance company. We are on a mission to democratize data for restaurants and food service businesses, making good insights accessible to all. With me here to talk about our survey is the ever-smiling Prince Walid Al-Saud, CEO and founder of Mutatafa Company for Advocacy and CEO of Saudi Arabian Restaurant and Cafes Association, which is also called Kut. Prince Walid, welcome. Thank you, Ari. Thank you very much. Before we dive deep into the sentiment survey findings, could you tell us a little bit about both the companies you lead, uh, Mukatafa and Kut, and their role in public-private partnership? Well, Mukatafa, uh, we the company was established to build to bridge the gap between the public sector and private sector in terms of aligning their strategy and uh, enabling the private sector to become an enabler for Vision 2030 uh, programs and KPIs. Quot, on the other hand, is an association, a trade association for the uh, uh, restaurants and cafes in Saudi Arabia, where we focus on uh, improving the legislation uh, that are related to the industry and improving the best practices or the practices in general in the industry, be it uh, operational, HR, uh, and so on. Great. Thank you, Prince Walid. Indeed, what I've seen over the last year or so, a couple of years that since I've known you, you are taking on the biggest challenges that are facing our industry. So that's great. So with your permission, I'm going to talk about what we learned from the survey. Is that cool? Very good. Please. I have to say our respondents have poured their hearts out. 
First things first, though, the elephant in the room, the restaurant sector is struggling for the most part. 89% of leaders in our survey say they are weaker or significantly weaker than pre-COVID levels. As you know, Mingora publishes weekly reports called Sales Track in Saudi Arabia and UAE based on actual data contributed by major restaurant chains. Our data shows that many businesses have lost 40 to 50% of sales volumes compared to pre-COVID levels. And profitability is even worse, what with restrictions and, and the shift to delivery and all. And yet the sentiment survey also shows that over 50% of restaurant leaders still intend to put new investments into their businesses. 15% actually say they will go to pre-pandemic uh, level investments. And one third of CEOs are still looking at acquisitions this year, which is very positive. I'm just wondering, how well-versed is Saudi government on the struggles of the restaurant sector? Uh, again, thanks to you and your company as well. And um, is Saudi government well-versed in the idea that restaurants uh, businesses are still going to invest into into the market? See, Ali, the, the problem is that, uh, and this is one of the area where we look for Mangora to play a, uh, a bigger role. The problem we have today is the lack of data. Uh, the government looking at uh, very few sources of data, especially on the uh, uh, the uh, ATM transaction, uh, the debit card transaction, and uh, analyzing that uh, as the only source of growth. And it's deceiving when you look at it, uh, because it, it, now it's showing uh, uh, VAT um, uh, versus non-VAT uh, transactions. So for a, a, a regular uh, analysis, we'll, we'll see there's a growth in the industry, which is not the case. Uh, the other problem is that there is a growth in the uh, uh, delivery business, which is uh, not contributing much to the bottom line, but contributing to the top line. Uh, so the industry is struggling, to, be, to say the least, uh, in terms of sales. And in, uh, so that's part of the growth. That's why we see two different uh, uh, directions taken by the industry. Either they're trying to scale up by acquisition and new, opening new stores uh, so they can actually make money not from the top line, but from the savings, the uh, efficiencies and in, in operation and so on. On the other hand, we see companies that are struggling. Uh, they're trying to maintain their position, hoping that the economy will improve uh, uh, sometime in the future and they will go back to uh, uh, being in the black. Uh, the problem, not only on the growth, but on the cost of doing business. Cost of doing business keep rising. Uh, in the market. So we have the cost of the employ employment, the cost of the uh, utilities and so right. on and so forth. So that's rising as well. Then we come to uh, the ease of doing business. That's there is some uh, uh, good improvement, but still there is a struggle uh, to maintain, you know, running the business under the new regulation of the, uh, uh, the Ministry of uh, Health because of the uh, regulation of the uh, uh, COVID. Uh, so that's reducing the capacity of the stores, uh, increasing the cost of, of employment as well for having extra expenses and human resources to manage that. 
So there's a, there's a many uh, you know challenges that are happening in the market. Which uh, you talk about data because you talk about three things: data, ease of doing business, cost of uh, cost of doing business. In terms of data, uh, what are other industries providing to the ministries that is missing from the restaurant sector? Let's talk about the basic uh, information, which you know any uh, leader needs to to uh, you know produce a, a quality decision. Uh, so. Uh, general data. One is the the uh, accurate number of uh, stores in Saudi yeah. per city and so on per type. Two, uh, the, uh, the the actual growth is the industry growing or not? Yeah. Uh, because if it's growing, then they can you know take uh, make the right timing for some of the decisions. If not growing, then that will improve uh, the decision as well. But I can tell you, it's not growing. Okay. <laughs> But, you know, based on our data, yes, I mean, if you compare to 2020, maybe, but compared to 2019, no way. I mean, compared to people. Yeah, see, what, what we want, actually, the data, the, the government want to um, see, and I, I, I really appreciate the efforts that Mangora is doing, uh, but the, the government want to have to see a, a, a source, a stable source with a track record uh, uh, that they start, we start, you know, using, referring to all of us as an industry and as the public sector as well. Got it. Got it. Um, okay. And I'm going to probe on the other questions, as, uh, points you made as well, but they are coming as we, uh, as we look at other questions in the sentiment survey. The second question we asked was, how well do you feel supported by external uh, stakeholders? For example, government, landlords, aggregators, banks, investors, etc. CEOs, I was quite surprised, CEOs actually feel highly supported by the public sector. I mean, more than 50% are happy with the level of support, which is the highest of all together with landlords. So government and landlords actually did better than many other uh, players, which I will come to. But just in terms of um, government, what are, uh, what, is, uh, what, what are the top two or three things that will make the biggest difference for, uh, for our industry, apart from, as you said, data? See, yeah. See, first of all, the government are coming closer uh, uh, to the to the public to private sector of the challenges that they're facing. They supported the industry during COVID, waiving the uh, uh, many of the government fees, uh, uh, forcing banks to delay, you know, uh, uh, loan payment, a lot of uh, support to the employment. Uh, support to in terms of unemployment support and uh, funding from the uh, uh, Human Resources Development Fund. There was a lot of support coming from the government, uh, understanding the challenges and providing the uh, the support in a very quick time. But when it comes to the aggregator, it was disappointing actually during the COVID time. Uh, banks is the same. Uh, they did not really play a positive role. Yeah, I mean, the survey shows it. I mean, uh, these are the top two concern areas for restaurant leaders. I mean, 71% uh, feel unsupported by aggregators, which is the highest of all, and 50% feel let down by banks. Just on specifically on aggregators, what is what can the government do, really? It's a, this is a difficult question to answer. There is a lot of angst, not just in Saudi, but all around the world exactly. with aggregators, as you know. 
and obviously they are in this business they are providing a service they have costs as well they have um, they have to grow their own business and in many cases people go to aggregators because they cannot do the stuff that aggregators do so there is a value in those services absolutely. that's why people are going absolutely. but then on the other hand this also sort of seeds control and seeds profits in aggregators hands so what is what can company uh, governments do and i think the the role of the government sh- should be uh, definitely to to support uh, and regulate the aggregator market it's a very important uh, uh, industry and we need it to grow not only in the fmb but in delivery service in general uh, but this will enable the growth of the e-commerce uh, in total uh, it's just I think the industry and the aggregator, they need to come closer. Uh, they need to um, uh, look at each other as um, two parties that complement each other uh, instead of what's happening today as, uh, you know, that they need them, but they hate them at the same time. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, but I think they have the right to grow as any other sector. Uh, and of course, the government right. need to make sure that there is no monopoly or um, bad practices. That's correct. Okay, one of the other questions we asked was, what are the biggest barriers that CEOs are facing currently? And uh, the three biggest barriers actually all came, like, you know, if they are removed by the government, then businesses feel like they can grow and they can actually ignite themselves. So the top three were all related to government actions. Uh, one was VAT. The other one was labor availability. And the third one was helpful regulations. Or, I mean, I shouldn't say helpful regulations are barrier, but regulations barrier. So if we were to talk about first VAT, any other talk, any discussion in the government forums around on increasing it or keeping it or reducing it? Your viewpoint on that? Um, let me start with the um, um, health regulation or the regulation related to COVID. That will change in the 1st of August. Uh, a new regulation will come out that will ease the uh, uh, the current regulation. Example, the limitation of five people on the table to 10, the distance between the table, 33 mit- meters to come to down to one, one and a half and so on. Uh, right. VAT, yes, there is a, a discussion. There's uh, a lot of changes that are coming. We're looking at... Um, uh, when VAT will be collected, when it's going to be um, paid to the government, uh, the different VAT brackets by product. Uh, so there's a lot of industries or a lot of products that VAT will go down uh, uh, to the uh, previous uh, rates, and some will remain as. Till now, it's not clear uh, which is which and when. Uh, but all based on the the um, uh, consumer uh, need, actually, because consumer spending yeah. is impacted by the VAT. So basic right. products then are all the way to luxury. There will be a difference in, uh, in rates. So do you think that like um, the effective or the average rate would be 15%, but in some cases... If you do a tiered one, some people would pay five and some will pay 20. Is that how you're looking at it? By product, not by people. So I'll be, for example, buying grocery, paying 5%. Buying uh, uh, jewelry, I'll be paying 15%. Uh, 
but this is initial for now. All in all, okay. it will go down to, I, this is my judgment, between 10 uh, and 5. We will not continue 15. And what about uh, restaurant businesses? Do you feel they are considered uh, a need or a luxury? Uh, and uh, is it dependent on the type of restaurant or which way would it go? Uh, most likely it will go be considered looked at on the lower brackets. What about, uh, you said health regulations, they're going down uh, expected 1st of August, uh, not in July, not at this time. No, no. Okay. It's, it's because, because there's a cycle to, to review the current uh, uh, regulations in all uh, different industry. We worked with the government on the FMB and we've dis they agreed on the recommendation of the industry. So uh, it's just the announcement will happen in 1st of August. Understood. What about labor principally? Any, any big things going on in labor? Uh, nothing uh, beside what was announced about a month or two ago, which was developed by an alignment with the industry. So the industry uh, agreed to, uh, to the new regulation, which is in favor actually of the growth of the industry. So we know the coming 24 months, what's the requirement? Uh, it's much easier, by the way, than, than before. Okay, so in terms of uh, availability of labor, uh, you feel that things will become better. Great. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next question. Uh, this was about, um, about how uh, people are working in teams. You know how pandemic has brought about a very different way of working between people. So the question was, um, well, what we find is that CEOs are happy with team efficiencies and communication. 60% feel teams are more efficient and there's better communication despite the way uh, work has moved. Uh, but they also feel that it's at the cost of their own mental health. They're getting stressed. So um, any, any things that are going on in terms of sending people back to offices? It's only the, the vaccination requirement that anyone can go to back to office except that they have to be vaccinated. And the government is working, you know, uh, to meet a target that uh, before s September, uh, all are vaccinated. They want to reach the 70% bracket of, of vaccination of the population by then. Uh, yesterday, they started the 12 to 16 years old. Uh, Hajj, they want all Mecca and Medina to become vaccinated, even retail and so on. So uh, uh, we're getting there. Wonderful. Final uh, thing, Prince Wade, you're coming to AHIC and uh, GRIP forums. So would you want to talk a little bit about that, what you're going to talk about? I think um, uh, GRIP is, a, is a, uh, a good event for people to come, uh, not only to uh, hear what's the update and what's happening in the ma in the market, but to to network with the leaders that are attending the uh, the uh, uh, event, and I really encourage uh, everyone to to attend. Thank you, Prince Farid, for your time and valuable work you're doing. Uh, you and your teams are doing in Saudi Arabia. Thank you for collaborating with Mingora as well. A big shout out to your team, particularly Razan and Jaylee, who did Thank the you. survey. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to AHIC Talks, the podcast for the Arabian and African Hospitality Investment Conference. You can find a full transcript of this podcast on the content library on ahic.com, along with other reports and insights. 
We can't wait to welcome you and your colleagues live and in person at AHIC in Dubai from the 20th to the 22nd of September 2021. If you haven't registered yet, go to ahic.com to purchase your pass today and save on the early bird rate. Feel free to email us with any questions at hello at ahic.com. Until next week, stay safe and keep well. Bye.